This is Grown Up and Grounded, a podcast about growing up and being a grown up, about getting grounded and staying grounded. Part of this episode was recorded on Singles Awareness Day. We'll find out what makes this one different for Kate, and we'll talk a little bit about what surprises some of the people she goes on dates with. Then we get to the topic of favorites and that crazy question, do you have a cat? Join us, two women, a mother and a daughter who talk about everything. First single Valentine's Day since I was 14. I'm just throwing that out there. And how are you handling that? That's all I can think about. (laughs) And then how is that making you feel? Um, Or you're trying to figure that out? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's bittersweet. I don't hate it. I don't hate that I'm single today, but I'm still sad that my last relationship didn't work out. And I think about last Valentine's Day, how in love I was and how last Valentine's Day was the first time I ever got red roses ever in my life. Mm -hmm. Everyone's always giving me yellow roses because I'm such a yellow girl. Mm -hmm. So it's just weird to think about how much has changed in a year. Yeah. So I think that's what I'm struggling with more than actually being single. I think the being single part doesn't bother me. It's more just like, wow, a year ago I was so happily with someone and now everything is so different. And don't even get me started on what it was like two years ago. <laughs> I mean, that was like, I was in, I was a different person. Yeah. It is funny how, crazy. how you can look back on your life and be like, oh my gosh, I was such a different person then. Like it changed so much. Yeah. It's happened really quickly for me. Yeah. Like it's kind of dizzying. Yeah. I mean, I think that happens a lot of times you're just kind of thrown into the fire of change and yeah. come out on the other end, a new person. And I think part of it too, is I've always hated change. So I've always been so resistant. So because I was fighting change for so many years, it's like finally it was inevitable and it just all caught up with me. True. And why do you think you hate change so much? I don't know. I've never actually really thought about it. I just, I, I, I was told once that part of it might be that, um, because I was in a relationship that started in high school and kind of extended past high school, Mm -hmm. um, that that can kind of prevent growth, Mm -hmm. um, and make you stay a little bit more in the mindset of someone that's younger and someone that's younger is very is usually very change resistant. So even in the example of like food, like I'm a really picky eater. Um, there are things that I've said, I don't like that I haven't tried in like probably 15 years, but I tried it that one time and remembered when I was 10 that I didn't like it. So I'm not going to eat it now. That's like very much the mindset of a child essentially. But I was able to stay in that bubble for so long, partly because I stayed with people or kept the people in my life that I had when I was in high school and kind of extended past, if that makes sense. You have always kind of had a personality that was resistant to change though. Like even if we would get new furniture or it was time to get rid of something, you never liked it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, there have been a couple changes where you've embraced it and I was actually even kind of surprised. Like what, what comes to your mind? I'm curious. Um, Like when we moved, um, and I was really surprised that you and Becca didn't give us any grief. Both of you were like, let's do it. We want to go. And I was, mm-hmm. that was one of the things that like really was like, okay, I think this is going to be a good move. 
because you guys are both so into it. Mm-hmm. And that's the big one that stands out in my yeah. head. Uh, there have been other times, though, where you've tried, like, unusual foods, and I've always been surprised. Like, you've tried oysters. I'm, like, not even willing to go down that road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every now and then I get a bug to just, like, be adventurous. I'm kind of riding that wave right now. I'm trying to try a lot of new things and stuff, especially when it comes to food, because I have been just obnoxious. I've been, I've been allowed to be obnoxious for so long. I was just going to say, yeah. it's funny because you, it's a lot of nevers. Like, I will never try that. That will never work. That will, I'll never eat that. I live in absolutes. That's, and it's really hard for me to deal with people that live in absolutes sometimes. I don't want to be a person that lives in absolutes. Like, I don't really think of myself as that, you know, like that's not really how I think of myself. And yet I keep ending up like that. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. No, I understand. You're dating a new and a lot of the people that you date um, or have met are their parents have been divorced and they think it's weird that your parents are still together. I mean, I wouldn't say they think it's weird necessarily, but they do. Everyone has had something to say about it, except for one person, actually. Um, one person has also had parents who were together and um, didn't it didn't seem odd to them. But uh, pretty much everybody else is their parents have been split up or divorced or were never really together. And so when I say that my parents are together, uh, they are always like flabbergasted a little bit. Like, I can't believe that anyone like that still exists, especially when I tell them my parents aren't just like tolerating each other. Like they actually enjoy each other's company and are happy and go do fun things. They're shocked. (laughs) Yeah, because it's funny. I was thinking about it the most of the people that we know like that were friend that we've known for a long time that have kids your age and kind of were married about the same time I can't think of I only have one maybe two friends that have been divorced like I don't think everybody's together that's that's why it seems shocking to me that that that's kind of what you're running into yeah I don't know uh I don't know and I don't know if it's I'm I don't know if there's any correlation but a lot of the people that I've been talking to or seeing or whatever you want to call it have been from somewhere else. Most of them haven't been from California. They're from, uh, a lot of them are from the East coast actually. Hmm. So their parents are still out there. I mean, I don't know if there's any correlation to that really or not, but, um, I would say that yeah, that's I, true. I tried looking up statistics on divorce rates and there were not a lot. But I did come across an article that I thought you would find interesting that um, the divorce rates for the America's population of people over 50 has increased. So you're not out of the hmm. woods yet, is what I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Thanks. I don't, I don't feel worried about you and dad. So I don't know. That's not something that... Uh, you guys aren't unhappy, so I, I don't feel a, a cause for concern there. So do they ask you questions about your parents, or are they just like, oh, I'm surprised your parents are still together? Um, I, a little bit of both, I guess I would say. I mean, I don't know if they necessarily ask me direct questions, but I'm always super talkative, and I just kind of start, you know, as soon as they express some any kind of shock, I just keep talking. 
because I don't know how to not talk, especially <laughs> on a first date. Um, so I, I, I always tell them like, oh yeah, you know, my parents, like I was just the person I was on date with last night. I was just telling about like the telescope you guys were telling me that you bought, that you guys mm-hmm. were going to go out and have fun and like, you know, look at stars and stuff. I just think that that's really, you know, funny. It's, I feel like it's even more common if, if someone's parents are together, they're not, um, actively enjoying their singleness life or I mean, emptiness life, not singleness life. That's something else. I don't know. Yeah, I, I know. Becca used to be like when she I know when she was in school that one of her classes, they were talking about how like the parents were having such a hard time with their kids being off at college, like the last kid at home being off mm-hmm. at college. And I was just mm-hmm. like, she's like, and I call you guys and you're never home and you're always doing stuff. And you can't <laughs> talk. And I'm like, yeah, sorry. It's very true. Yeah. But it is also different for you guys because you never had a point where you did not have kids. This is the first time. You guys True. have been together without children because Danae was always there. Yes. So I think that it's different for you guys. You're enjoying this for the first time as opposed to, um, like a lot of people kind of, I don't want to say get that out of their system, but you know, they, people wait to have kids because they yeah. want to enjoy that feeling in the beginning. You guys didn't ever have that. This is your first time really getting to experience each other's company without a youngin always kind of being around. Well, I mean, I think we're just super fun. <laughs> That's also true. You guys are a lot of fun and pretty cool. Oh, just kidding. I do. I, I mean, I, I mean, I agree. I think you guys are fun. You guys do fun stuff. I mean, who else, who else would decide to go to an escape room for their 51st birthday? You know, I think that's pretty cool. Mm, yeah. I mean, it was just something to do. I don't know that dad even decided, but maybe. I, I mean, I, I, I was, if I posed it to I him was or thinking said, this that is what we're you doing for your deci- birthday. Yeah. I was, my, I, my meaning was you decided to take us out for dad's birthday. I, I was under no illusions that dad made that decision. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about that last night. He, I was asking him something and he's like, I don't know. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, can you please just make the decision? Like, I just need you to actually make the decision. It would be really great. He's yeah, like, I don't okay, think that that's what he does. I think he's gone a long time not doing that, and that's your job. <laughs> well, here's what he does. He'll be like, this is what I want. I really want this. And then, like, an hour later, the next day, whatever, he'll be like, yeah, you know, I don't care, whatever. Like, I'll spend hours, like, trying to figure out exact, get exactly what he wants, and then I'll talk to him about it. And he's like, you know, it really doesn't matter. We don't really have to do that. And I was like, wait a minute. You were, like, adamant that this is what you wanted. <laughs> and, like, I just need you to decide. So one of the things we for sure wanted to talk about was the idea of favorites. I know so there are people specifically that, favorite children, favorite children. Yes. Specifically the people look at me crazy sometimes when I talk about how competitive you guys are about being the favorites, but the New York times had a blog post and she references some study. She <laughs> says, let me see. Well, the person who wrote the blog post is saying that she always felt like her mom favored uh, her other sibling. And mm-hmm. Dr. Barbara Howard, a developmental behavior pediatrician, says that it's impossible not to have favorites. And we do know that the perception of favoritism is one of the biggest factors in sibling rivalry. So, right, I'm on board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But then she goes on to say, often the child is trying to get the attention of the parent who is rejecting them. The more you push a kid away, the more he will come at you. And she's just talking about kids who are needy and clingy, um, that the kid is perceiving that the parent doesn't like them. And I think some kids are just needy. I don't think it's because the parent doesn't like them. I don't know. Um, I thought that was I, yeah, a little I, weird thing to say. I think that it say. could go either way, but I think that in our situation, um, I don't think anyone who claims to be the favorite is doing so because they have like deeper issues of feeling rejected or pushed away or anything. I you think don't, that, you don't know that maybe Becca does, <laughs> maybe one of your sisters does. I mean, I, I know I don't know that. I'm just saying <laughs> I don't think that that's the case. I don't, I don't feel like it's coming from that sort of place. I feel like we're saying it because it's just what we really you believe, believe and perceive hearts. to be true. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can speak for myself that I know for a fact, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is, this is a fact that I am your favorite child. <laughs> It's not, it's not like that. But we all agree. All three of us agree with that. (laughs) But that's the whole thing. I mean, I don't know, but Danae goes back and forth, but Becca agrees. No, that's my whole point is that you and I are most alike, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're my favorite. I know it doesn't necessarily mean that, but I'm telling you what I know to be true. Oh, geez. (laughs) Here we go. Um... But here's the facts. This is what uh, Ellen Weber Libby talked about how the favorite child is a title of her book, that families have shifting favoritism and it does yield a healthy competitiveness with your children, but that it just is the dynamic changes depending on different things that are going on, which makes I sense. I could see to how me. it could change with different life stages. I, I don't, that makes it sound like it's like day to day. Just one day you wake up feeling like Kate, today's Kate's day. And then tomorrow you'll wake up and it's Danae's day. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's that. shifting that rapidly, but I mean, I, I, but yeah, I could see how at different stages, I mean, I'm sure that there was absolutely a time when I was not your favorite. I was pretty shitty in high school as I'm sure most teenagers are, but, um, I am the favorite. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm your favorite. I'm not dad's favorite and that's okay. But I don't think that's true. I mean, I, I know you don't, I know that. I so know you think you I just, true. this is the second topic we've talked about in the last week of things that you think I'm delusional about or in denial about. And so we won't talk about the other thing, but <laughs> not today, but we will. <laughs> I think that it would be a very difficult thing for you to accept that that's true. I don't think no, that I just think that I, I, I don't love think that's something you, all, you could let yourself accept. There are so you there love are us different, all differently. I know yes. you said this a lot. The love you feel for each of us is different, and I know that. And you could not compare one to the other. I know that that's how you feel, but I think that. So I think there's a you, natural you rhythm that you and I get in because we are so much alike. So I don't know that that necessarily translates into favorites. You're you're not going to sit down for an entire day and really think about if I had to pick one, who would I pick? Like, you're not going to do that because one, what's the point? That's just one. mental torture for no reason. And two, it that's a difficult thing for a parent, especially a parent who, like, you've always, you know, strived to be such a great mom and you've 
and you wouldn't want to admit that to yourself. You're protecting yourself. Uh, I don't know. I think that's a little overanalyzation. I think, but I mean, I'm very good at that <laughs> in all aspects of my life. <laughs> well, I think in general, I agree with the shifting perspective and depending on phases, because when you were younger and when Danae was younger, she was sure Becca was my favorite. And even my mom would be like, you're favoring Becca. So I can see that. Yeah, I, I could definitely totally see that. that. But And I, I never felt like I was then either. I just oh, well, you know funny. what's funny is when we were really little, when we were younger, when we were like elementary school age, you know, younger elementary school age, I was sure that I was dad's favorite. So, yeah, I mean, I could see how that could shift. It's interesting. This whole parental thing. You make it sound like it's so terrible, but it's just a, oh, no, just it's a not, thing it's that we terrible. joke about and talk about. And but it is a major it just is what it is. competition, discussion, whatever. I guess I don't think of it as a competition because there's there's nothing <laughs> we can do. There's nothing we can do to change the way that we feel about this. You don't think point. it's a competition because you think you've won. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that's what I mean, but essentially... <laughs> So I was thinking about this the other day, and it has a funny story to go with it, but have you ever had a situation where you are, like, jolted into this realization that people don't see you or that you're not, you're not really acting in a way that makes people see you the way you think you are? Does that make sense? Um, maybe. I think that I can... Yes, maybe relate to that feeling, but I think that I need to hear your story to really understand. <laughs> so uh, the other day, okay, I had my um, my beanie on with the kitty cat ears. Uh-huh. And um, I was in the grocery store, and I had had it on all day because I was freezing because I've been cold a lot lately. And uh, Yeah. So I go to get, to get rung up, and there's the cash register lady, and then there's a guy that's helping, that's loading the groceries or putting them in bags, and mm -hmm. he um, says to me, do you have a cat? And I literally, I know after, in retrospect, that I looked at him like, what the frick are you at? Why, why are you asking me if I have a cat? Like, it was just such a weird question to me that I know I looked at him like I gave him the death stare. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, instantaneously, I was like, oh, it's the hat. And then I just laughed, and I was like, yeah, I do have a cat, and she's black. And then I was, like, just totally this friendly person that I would normally be. Yeah. But I know for that second, and maybe because the, the lady ringing me up looked at me like, you're a mean person. I don't know, but it was just like, I realized that I seemed like the meanest person in the world because I was just like ready to throw down like why the frick do you care if I have a cat I wasn't buying cat food like it was just a weird question <laughs> that's just such a funny thing for you to have that reaction of though like I don't know even if you didn't realize that it was the hat I just I think it's really funny that you uh that your initial reaction was what the frick and you're ready to throw down like that seems well I mean strange. I don't know that ready to throw down is the correct thing but I just know I had a like an incredulous look on my face like you're a freaking crazy person. Like, why on earth do you care if I have a cat? Or, I don't know. I just, it struck me so odd that I was um, just, I don't know. It took a second, but I mean, I just realized that I probably gave him a death stare. Like, 
and I don't know, it just made me feel uncomfortable that I would just, that my first thing would be to be so mean when I'm not, you know, I don't imagine mm-hmm. myself that way. But obviously I am sometimes because, yeah. You, you are sometimes. That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> and I know. I mean, like, but, afterwards, I, like, I gave him that look. Like, don't cross me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I guess I can kind of relate to that feeling. I don't have, like, a story that really comes to mind, though. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like I can... I feel like I can relate to that kind of realization that like, I don't know, I'm, I'm maybe not behaving in a way or acting in a way that so, someone, this person's going to have a different kind of idea of me than what I have in my head. Yeah. I mean, but, and I guess that happens even like if you just make a comment and you know, as soon as it comes out of your mouth that it came out totally wrong. But yeah. then if you like that moment where you're like, if I correct myself, it's going to just draw notice to it. And maybe no one know. you know, like it's, it's mm-hmm. like this whole split second decision of, I just said the wrong thing. And do I yeah. make a fuss about it and draw more attention to it? Or do I just let it go and pretend like, yeah, make up for it in my nicer ways later? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I, if something like that happens, like I always try and go over the top <laughs> with it, you know, like afterwards, like I'm, I try and really go the other direction with just like niceness. And then I'm like, and then I'm in my head, like, do they think that I'm being fake? Like, no, do they think that I'm just this big phony? And I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I I overthink, I really overthink everything. So, I mean, I don't know. Well, I think I just try to gloss over it and move on and just get back to being my normal self. Like I had a little blip, but then, I mean, like I could think of a story that I don't want to share in case the person ever hears this, but like, I remember specifically a moment where I said just like the totally wrong thing. And it made me sound like I was just all about material things. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to be like, no, 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 no. I don't mean that. Or I didn't, I'm not that way. Like it, it just seems like, you know, me think that doth protest too much. So I just didn't say Mm -hmm. anything, but I still think sometimes like, should I apologize? Like it's years later. And I'm like, like, I know (laughs) that came out totally wrong. Mm -hmm. So it's always just kind of funny. But, yeah, I don't know. Interacting with people is it's not easy sometimes. Yeah, I, I think that it's harder, though, too, when you when when you think of yourself in a certain way, like this is how I present myself to the world. Yeah. And then when you're confronted with the fact that, no, that's not always how you present yourself to the world. Mm-hmm. Snap out of it, girl. Yeah. And so that, I think that's what was most jarring is because I feel like, you know, I'm like a pretty friendly person and I talk to everybody Mm -hmm. and da, 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 da. And it was just like, I thought it was such a weird question that I was just like, oh. You were totally thrown off by it. Yeah. But I mean, I obviously have that ability in me, that mean side where I was like Mm -hmm. ready to jump out and be like, I don't know. It just really struck me. It's like it sat Mm -hmm. with me um, and it's been about a week now. So yeah, like Mm -hmm. it's totally funny. And I felt hmm. bad. Yeah. Do you have a cat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. Yeah, it is, it is pretty funny. You know, I guess. In hindsight, maybe? I don't know. Was of all bad? the questions to really throw you, like, I, I feel like I would have just totally rolled with that. I don't know. It was just, like, the circumstances, because it was just... Because a lot of times the people bagging your groceries will be kind of chatty, right? Like, so that's not that unusual. But it was like, he didn't say anything to me. I think maybe even, like, before he even started bagging my stuff, he said, do you have a cat? I don't know. It just was weird to me. 
Interesting. I feel like when something like that happens that totally throws me for a loop, though, what throws me is because I'm so in my head. Like, I'm thinking about something else. And you know what I mean? Like, some, I'm, I'm, I'm really in thought and something in my head. And somebody says something that just, like, I forget almost that there's people around me who are watching me. So that's when that kind of hits me. Like I'm, I'm in a, I'm in public, but I'm thinking about something real hard, whether it's work or whatever. Mm-hmm. And someone says something to me and I'm like totally thrown. Like people are around me. People are looking at me. I, I forgot that I was in a situation where I wasn't alone and could just kind of dick around, I guess. Yeah. I um, had a real problem with that when I worked at Macy's because, um, I'm not really good about like feeling other people's presence because I'm in my own head. And so like I would be busy doing something and you're supposed to like, obviously if someone walks up, you're supposed to stop whatever you're doing and help them. Yeah. And I would just be so into whatever I was doing that they would be like, <clears throat> excuse me. And I would be mortified because I'm not, I can't, yeah, I can't even not doing count my job. the amount of times that's happened to me. Yeah. I mean, just every job, every customer service job I've ever had that that's always happened to me and I mean, most of the time, like I, you know, just told him like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I was totally busy doing something and I didn't even notice. I'm so sorry. I was so, uh, I had blinders on most of the time they, they understand, but yeah, that, that happens to me so much. I'm, I, I'm such a, um, busy thinker and this kind of actually, um, brings up a story that I, I wasn't, I didn't think I was actually gonna, um, I don't think that I've told you this, which is kind of funny. Um, I was closing at work a while ago and, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I've got a lot going on at work, you know, obviously I'm store manager. So I'm, I've, I've got a lot that I'm juggling at any moment and, uh, closing on top of that, just a lot of responsibility, a lot of stuff to do when I'm all also thinking about other things that I have to do at work. And, uh, I mean, the summarized version of this is one of our regular customers kind of, uh, came up to me after we had closed and told me that he could tell that I was very weighed down with thoughts that I, that my mind was always very, very busy and almost overloaded. And he could just tell that from watching me while I was working. And, um, he was trying to like, you know, give me some advice for how I could like kind of let go of my thoughts a little bit and be a little bit lighter. He was like, you're so young. It's, it's, it's strange for me to see someone your age, um, so heavy with thought. And Mm -hmm. that just really struck me because I just felt like I totally am. Like that's something that I've always known about myself that I'm a total overthinker. There's always a thousand things going on in my head. Um, like I'm never just really like super light and carefree with no real, no real things going on in my head. I don't know. I don't even know how to word it really. I'm, I'm always juggling, you know, six different things in my mind that I've got to keep track of. And to have a total stranger come up to me and tell me that he could tell that about me was like really, um, really shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, really, uh, really unnerving and really, it was almost like a wake up call. Like I've, really made it a point since then to try and like almost clock out a little bit more in my head. Like when I, when I get the chance to relax, to really actually let myself let go of a lot more because I've been so bad about that. I really, really have. I've, I've been, 
my whole life really just been so focused on so many things and I never let myself chill. Well, that's trying why you really have get better sleep. about that. That's why you have trouble sleeping. Uh, yeah, I'm totally, I mm-hmm. wake up in the middle of the night, like literally wake up in the middle of the night, remembering something that I forgot to do. And like, I, I, I can't rest until I figure out a plan to get it done. And uh, just, I've gotten so much better about that since this random man came up and said something to me. Not random. I mean, he, he's been in the store a lot before right. and since, but, um, pretty, I mean, fairly random. I don't think we've ever really had a conversation other than what would you like to drink? So, I mean, it was, it was pretty, uh, pretty random, pretty, pretty out of left field. And I've really tried hard to let that be a reminder for me because I do that all the time. Yeah. I guess it's kind of like, this is kind of on meets both points about being in your head and, um, just not really being aware of your surroundings when when that thing happened in staples which i'll explain i was in staples and i was shopping for a planner and i don't know if you've ever been in staples looking at planners but there's all kinds of them and i have trouble (laughs) making decisions so i was like just totally like do i get this one do i get that one do i like this kind of list or do i like that you know just like but that one's green you know just in my head not paying attention to anything around me and I, I had a skirt on and I feel this touch on the inside of my leg and I look down and there's a freaking man under there. And so anyways, long story short, I don't know what he was doing. i probably trying to take a picture of my skirt, but I hit him and then he ran out of the store. But that was a real wake up call for me that like, how could that happen? Like I let someone got that close to me. I mean, obviously it wasn't his first rodeo, but, um, like, still yeah I had no idea like I don't remember him I didn't notice anybody walking down the aisle because I was just so focused on my planner my planner decision that <laughs> I mean I, I, I shop a lot so like I I probably have just learned to tune out people that walk by because they um I'm not interacting with them you know we're all there to yeah. get whatever we need but it was just it um it was just crazy to think like uh a predator, you know, like in any of it, that cause the same thing. Like I try to be really conscious when I'm walking to my car, say at night, but, but like that really brought that kind of stuff to mind. Like how careful am I in my everyday life? Am I just like, mm-hmm. am I oblivious? If I've got a lot on my mind, am I walking to my car and not think, looking to see if I'm safe or any, mm-hmm. any of that? Like it just reminded me that sometimes I can be too much in my own head. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but from what I've read, that's much more common for women than it is for men, which is why it's easy, easier, I guess I should say, for women to be victims of, you know, certain those certain crimes, especially like you mentioned, like walking to your car at night or something, you know, yeah. easier for women to be like kidnapped that way or carjacked because... We're just so, we've got our lists of things that we're running around doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really well, interesting. And, I mean, and I even think about on the whole other aspect of like this man was doing whatever he was doing. And I played through a million different scenarios and like, we've talked about it before. Like he wouldn't have run out of the store if he was totally innocent. He would have been like, why the hell are you hitting me? Yeah. Um, but, uh, just the whole idea that it was, it's pretty outlandish, right. To think like there are probably people that are going to hear this and be like, how could that happen? But the reality is it did happen. And, and that 
my story wouldn't be real credible. Like, if I told someone, there are just so many weird things about it. Like, really, someone was, you know, like, first of all, not a lot of women wear dress skirts, but I had a skirt on and just, it, it just was weird. But where, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I no, I, I, I remember that when that happened, I, I very clearly remember we had multiple conversations about it because you felt like, for a long time, you felt like you were in the wrong. You felt like you did something, like maybe you had attacked this man, not attacked, but, you know, kind of well, lashed I mean, out yeah. at this man that didn't do anything to deserve it when, you know, like you, trying to rationalize it almost, um, rationalize that maybe nothing had happened. But in reality, yeah, at the end of the day, <laughs> you felt something inside your leg. There's no reason for him to be down there. And he ran out of the store immediately. So yeah. clearly clearly something something was not right with right. that situation I mean, and you always you, tell me you know trust your gut yeah well and that's the thing that I went back to too is like my first instinct was as soon as I saw him on the ground that and I I knew he had touched my inner thigh was uh, uh, that he was taking pictures of my skirt like that was just mm-hmm. like instantly that was my thought and that's why mm-hmm. I hit him so I don't know well, good for you for your, your you know it's a good thing that your immediate reaction was to defend yourself because I feel like there's so many people that wouldn't have had that initial reaction so maybe that goes back to your original point of there's this anger this angry side of you that you know really um you don't really acknowledge but it's a good thing that it's there right I don't know it's my anger I guess angry yeah it's my thug side <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, I would like to think most women would do something. Like, because it, it was just weird. It wasn't like, oh, I fell. Oops, I'm sorry. I brushed you. Like, if he would have touched my outside of my leg, I might have been like, oh, maybe he fell something. Mm-hmm. But, and, and where he touched was actually higher than my skirt. I should give that little bit of detail. So it wasn't like, I mean, he had to have his hand. It wasn't like your ankle. Right. That he barely touched. <laughs> it wasn't like my ankle. It was above my knee. So... And that was what the weirdest thing was. Because when you feel something like that, like it's a bug or something, like you go and you look down and then all of a sudden there's a man there. Yeah. And you're like, boom. I mean, I like a, a lot of, it depends on your fight or flight response, right? Some, to some people. 100%. Some people, the response would have just been to go into shock or whatever. You know, I kind of wish I had up. kicked him, but he hopped up real quick. So, yeah. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like my violent response. Like, I wish I would have kicked him real hard. <laughs> But I think I was pretty much in shock, though, because in reality, I wouldn't, in hindsight, I should say, I I shouldn't have let him leave the store, but I wanted him away from me. And that's what I told him. I was like, just, you you know, I hit him and and then it was just weird. And anyways, he left. But I, um, I should have held on to him and had, had contacted the store manager or something, which I did eventually talk to the store manager, but. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, you you did what you could. And the important thing of the story, really, is that you are safe. So, I mean, yeah. really, anything could have happened. Um, but I, I feel like, you know, the, that guy definitely deserved, like, a, an immediate anger response. The the bagger at the grocery store asking if you have a cat, maybe not so much. <laughs> well, I didn't hit him. I was like, Phew, what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, I think it was a split second, so he may not have even seen my face, but I knew the look I had on my face. I guess maybe that's the part, important part of the story is I knew the look I had on my face, and it was not mm-hmm. a nice one. It was like, yeah. Yeah. I can, I can, I can picture <laughs> You're like, it. I've had that look. You've been mad yeah. at me before. <laughs> I know exactly what look you're referring to. <laughs> or you've seen me give it to someone. 
Yeah, I sure have. <laughs> That's not nice. Anyways. <laughs> Thanks for listening to episode two of Grown Up and Grounded. We wanted to give a shout out to the Free Music Archive and especially Dave Depper, who created the music you're hearing right now, and all the music we use in our podcast. You can check him out at davedepper.com. Just in case you're wondering, I do have a cat. She's a beautiful black cat, and her name is Luna. Have a good one.